Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. And welcome, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with my good friend, Rhino, in the Super Talk studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this Friday Eve. And that being the first Friday Eve of the year 2022. I've only written two checks so far this week with 2021 on them. And uh, I think I, I told you one of them I had already inserted in the envelope and sealed it hermetically. I had to remove it, had to extract it, and write it over, and then tape the envelope together. But I'm sure a few more days we'll get used to that. Oh, yeah. Just it's usually uh, about the second week where it kind of wears off. I think so. All right. So it's January 6th, of course, that being the one-year anniversary of uh, the incursion of the United States Capitol. And so, okay, I I woke this morning, my normal routine. I usually just pop up in bed, 4.30 or so, and uh, immediately start reading. That's just, has always been, I guess, kind of my my daily grind, if you will. And I lay in bed a couple hours and read, and then I usually get up and walk around the house, take care of some stuff maybe. But uh, usually watching the business news, trying to see what's happening there. And then uh, right after 8 o'clock, as I'm preparing to exit the house and getting ready there, out pops Vice President Kamala Harris followed by the president, Joe Biden, and they delivered remarks this morning with a focus, of course, on January 6th. And while I think it's perhaps appropriate for those two to address the nation, it's always a function, in my view, of the content of the message, the tone of the delivery, what do you what goal are you in pursuit of and what is the best way to achieve that goal so while i denounced on this program last year the incursion i did not think that was the appropriate approach to express the grievance about possible irregularities in the election I also don't think it's appropriate to, I guess, consider the actions of what, in essence, is a few, a scant few, and ascribe those to 
an entire population. And that's precisely what I felt happened today, listening to those remarks. I don't know if anybody else endured the pain and tuned in, Um, but, you know, it was... It, it hacked me off, honestly. I, I got just matter. I'm already to take blood pressure medicine, which is not unusual for a person my age. I have slightly high blood pressure, thank God, and runs in my family. But it's like I need a double dose after tuning in. And I... Um, I don't know. I just got I got mad. I got mad because I thought it was the wrong tone and I thought it was the wrong message. Now I will say, in in particular, in the vice president's remarks, which were the presidents were about twenty minutes. I'm going to estimate his hers were twelve, maybe eight to twelve, less than his. I bet the word democracy. Now I haven't pulled the text of the. Uh, the speech. I haven't pulled it into a tool that would automatically uh, count the number of times the word was stated. It felt like a thousand in that 10-minute period of time. Now, it's not that I'm anti-democracy, clearly. That's not the case. But I think to point to just that, that incident, exclusively, singularly, as the threat to our democracy is misguided, disingenuous. Is it Was that a serious issue? Sure, absolutely. We've said that. Agree. Should people who legitimately violated laws be accountable? Absolutely. No question on that. Just be consistent. But is that it, though? Why? Is that more worthy of the other matters and the the other events occurring in this country, which are clearly threats to America and American democracy? How about the border, for starters? When an administration, a presidential administration, just flat out defies, in this case, law, by failing to secure the border, is that not a threat to democracy? If, if an administration, if a sitting president just flouts law and says, no, I'm not doing that, is that a threat? Sure seems like it. Was the ridiculously botched exit in Afghanistan a possible threat to our democracy? What about the rise of China? Good grief. From the person sitting in the White House who not so long ago said, China, come on, man. They're not bad folks, folks, as I I recall the statement. Are those threats? So... It's not that I oppose calling attention to what happened a year ago as a serious issue and as one of concern 
But what we heard in that speech, if you guys listened to it, was that essentially Donald Trump and everybody who supported him are threats to our democracy. But nothing about these other matters that we... And there are others. What about crime, sweeping crime in this country and the failure to prosecute individuals or groups who are seem to just be having their way, harming others, destroying property? No talk about that. What about the teachers' unions in Chicago? You guys probably know about that now. Who said, we ain't going to the classroom. We're not going to teach. What about leaving our children behind and the disservice we're doing to them by insisting on this stupid virtual learning? Which, by all yeah, accounts, giving credit where credits due. Listen to Mayor Lori Lightfoot on the subject of getting it. kids back in school. Enough is enough. We are standing firm, and we are going to fight to get our kids back in in-person learning. Period. Full stop. See, the problem is, I I agree, and I I too was somewhat. Uh, I was a little bit surprised at the tone. Yeah. Agree. But see, when you lie in bed with those people and you take their money and you pander to them to get your tail elected. That's why I was surprised at the tone. Yeah. But but so now the outrage, you know that she is hearing in her office from tons of parents who woke up finding out, hey, we, we don't have any school. We got to figure out how to work around that. I think that's it pushed her over the threshold. But that's what happens. She, You fail to understand those people don't care about the kids. They don't care about teaching. They care about their power. They care about their contract. They care about their benefits. That's what they care about. They, they've proven it with this action. You should also know Chicago Public Schools last year, as part of the rescue plan, received $3 billion. The Chicago Public School District to ensure that they could continue school with the COVID stuff. $3 billion. Where the hell did it go? $3 billion. And they're saying, you know where it went to all this social justice consulting material development training garbage. That's where it went. That's more important. Has nobody learned that if you want to make money vanish, give it to the government? It's absolutely true. That's so true. Is that not... Is leaving our kids behind and not educating them, is that not a threat to our democracy? I say it is. We got a break right here on Middays. Coming up later in the program at 11.20, Senator Scott Delano... And then we got Representative Robert Johnson at 12.05. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of showers, partly sunny, high near 64. Tonight, 30% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 45. Your Thursday, a 3 in 10 shot of the wet stuff, mostly cloudy, high near 57. And for finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 48. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. 
makes you mind your own business. Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear People Lease can help. How can they help? People Lease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resources support center for all my HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now, 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Dream, the new degree of comfort. Follow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go. We are back on Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We thank you so much for joining us. The ceasefire text line, if you should care to join in the conversation, of course, is 601-879-4395. Mr. West from the 662 wants to know, talking about my writing checks and putting the wrong year in the date. Who in the hell uses checks these days? Ha ha. I was going to crack a joke on that, but I was like, wait, I've, I've written a couple of checks recently. But they, were, they were the first checks I've written in a long time. I generally, I can tell you, I generally only write checks for two two things, uh, two uh, things that I have to pay. And that would be those that do not have an online way to pay. And the second would be those who charge a premium for online payment. 
a premium that makes it worthwhile to just write a check and put a stamp on it. Right, the 49-cent service fee, that that's not a premium. Some are more than that. Oh, yeah, a lot of them are a lot more than that, Yeah, depending so, on the industry or what you're doing. Yeah, um, you know, in the state of Mississippi, credit card fees cannot be absorbed by public sector entities. I've fought this for 20 years. And, uh, and so in paying my water bill, I write a check for it because I won't pay the $3.50 fee for it. But it's fine because the uh, the city halls between my house and the studio. So I just go by the city hall and just drop it off. Don't even use a stamp. And I don't use extra gas because it's on my route. A lot of planning and paying that water bill. <laughs> but uh, I hear you, Mr. West. It's, it, the great thing is there are lots of ways to to pay bills and take care of your business without writing checks. I think that's a beautiful thing. Processing checks costs more money, too, and we all pay for that. So I think it's wonderful. I've got uh, I got one solicitation from a, th- a think tank, I think the Goldwater Institute, and I know a lot of folks have this, but um, looking for money, of course. And they've got a QR code on the letter, the solicitation letter. You just scan the QR code, it takes you straight to their site, and straight to the link where you can make a donation. No premium on that one, by the way. So I did that one online. Anyhow, Mo says, I refuse to listen to anything Democrat politicians have to say. I know they hate me and all of us who have served and those on the right. I don't need that kind of negativity. I hear you, Mose, and you know, I um and I understand completely, but I find it valuable, uh, first, to to try to convey to our audience what is coming out of the president and then the other side. I think there's – I hope folks find that of value. Try to filter through what is somewhat of interest and meaningful. And the second thing is, you know, as a – politically and from a policy perspective, I, I do consider them a foe. And in that respect, I think there is value in understanding where they stand, how they communicate their positions. And in this case, it I mean, was, football teams swap tapes. It's true. You but know, there's I, one reason for that: to study the opponent. Absolutely. And so I, while it was it was angering me this morning, and more so the tone and the delivery. I, I felt like that. They were talking down to me, even though I, just because I'm on the other side and don't agree. And honestly, this was all political. It was totally a surprise, right? Political. It was about setting up. No, <laughs> no, you're shocked. It was about. It was about setting up this voting rights. It was just all about. Oh my gosh! If we make people show an ID, that is the end of our democracy. Literally, that's what they're saying. I wonder if we were still worried about the infrastructure bill, would you have heard the word infrastructure as many times? No. I agree. But note that in that infrastructure bill, zero dollars to pay for infrastructure to secure the border. Zero. So you're radical and against democracy if you want to secure the border. 
That's that's just your out your end of democracy. Can't survive. But I hearken back to President Barack Obama, who honestly, by today's standards, Democrat Party standards, looks like a moderate at best. But when he said that the you may remember this, he said during his campaign and even after being elected, the Constitution should be a living document, should be dynamic. And he also made the point when asked about how come you can't get certain of your policies through and enacted, he said, well, you know, we had this thing called the Constitution that's in the way. And he it was like, sorry about that. Oh, it's just too bad I'm not a dictator. So when you hear that kind of rhetoric, when you hear Senator Dianne Feinstein, whose clip Rhino played for us yesterday, clearly, succinctly, explicitly say, Help me out with this, uh, Rhino. Mr. and Miss America, we're coming after your guns. Or turn get, them all turn in. Turn them all in. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, so when you hear that, which is sounds to me like if she had her way, what'd she say? If I had 51 votes, I'd do that today, right? If she had her way, she would just repeal the Second Amendment. When you hear that, how can you not feel that there are those on that side, that clearly want to tear down our democracy. By the way, it sure as hell sounded like a lot more, but I did pull up the transcript from Kamala, and it's it's shorter. Maybe it seemed like it was longer than, than it actually was because it was so painful. <laughs> it seemed like the time endured for a longer longer period. But she said democracy 14 times. Um, and this is one this is one paragraph. Seems like it, it might have sounded like more because they're the way it's used. I think that's right. Here's one statement that has it's actually two statements, one paragraph that uh, have the word democracy included three times in the two statements. You see, and I'm quoting the strength of democracy democracy is the rule of law. The strength of democracy is the principle that everyone should be treated equally, that elections should be free and fair, that corruption should be given no quarter. The strength of democracy is that it empowers the people. Well, that's profound. But when it was delivered, it just sounded like, well, what you're saying is that we don't have that. Right? We don't we don't have that and there are people out there that don't want that. That's what I felt like she was you really don't want that. So because you think that, hey, if a person votes, they ought to be a, a, a legal, valid, qualified voter, and it ought to be counted once and only once. It, but if you if you feel that way and you hold that position well, you're opposed to democracy. I just don't get it. He also, the president, I caught this, he said, you know, last year, uh, as, an, as a testament to our democracy, more people went to the polls than ever before. That's true. Except they didn't go to the polls. That's the problem. They voted by mail. Many did. They voted absentee. They didn't go to the polls on, what, it was November 3rd, Election Day. 
They, they didn't. And many of those ballots were not properly uh, vetted and properly certified as valid. That's, that's the only thing people want. I'm not saying, as many do, that it would have had an impact or, or changed the outcome, but, but it's certainly worth investigating. But, he, but Biden went on and on about uh, the, the validity of the election, and he took huge shots at Donald Trump. I mean, just big shots at Donald Trump. I just thought that was inappropriate. But it was totally political. It shows me they fear him. There have been some polls recently, by the way, that uh, mock election, if you will, that, that puts uh, Trump up against Biden. And, and Trump kills him, honestly, in the polls. And it, you know what? It's because of folks' experience. <laughs> That's what they're just so oblivious to. They don't like $4 gas. They don't like rampant inflation. They don't like crime. They don't like all this woke crap being forced on them in America's schools and institutions. They don't like that. They don't like the incompetence. They don't, they don't like the, the gaffes and the misstatements. They don't like the vacillation on positions such as what we played with Schumer yesterday on the filibuster. More, nothing more blatant than that. They're just oblivious to that. Won't talk about it. We'll take a break right here on Middays. Don't forget Senator Scott Delano at 1120, Representative Robert Johnson at 1205. We'll be back. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from iCar and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Philium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pilium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. 
solutions. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. New year, new looks. If your room feels a little last year, Miss Kelly's is here to help. Get up to $300 off your purchase. Plus, pay no money down and finance for 60 months so you can buy a lot and keep your payments budget friendly. Get three rooms of furniture for only $77 a month with discounts and financing. It's a new year and your new look is waiting for you at all Miss Kelly locations. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The U.S. Supreme Court will take up challenges to President Biden's vaccine mandates on health care workers and private businesses that employ 100 people or more Friday. Governor Tate Reeves is hoping the justices will issue a stay and ultimately strike down the mandates. Representative Becky Curry knows people that have lost their jobs or quit their jobs over the requirements. Then we're sitting here today that you can be fully vaccinated, have had COVID, and it doesn't matter, you, you're you getting it again. So what do you say to the people that you fired? Last week, the CDC announced that if you test positive for COVID, you could leave quarantine after five days. As Fox's Evan Brown reports, they've updated protocols. And now CDC says you would need to be fever-free for 24 hours without taking something to reduce the fever. And you should also take an at-home antigen test. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many solutions when it comes to your business it solutions smarter is better meet the authority from cspire our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes taking on their toughest it challenges while finding new opportunities connectivity data security cloud services you name the tech we have a specialist for it cspire business win with authority your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit ceasefire.com slash business. He doesn't accept the narrative. He questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo. Every single morning from 6 to 9. Super Talk Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time on air and online at supertalk.fm with Gerard Gibbert. It is awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. Okay, what's that from? That's Futurama. Oh. That was a television show? Oh, yeah. I missed it. By Matt Gronick. Ah. The um, Simpsons guy? Yeah. Yeah. What what period? Time period? What? Uh, Futurama follows the story of a guy named Fry, who's a pizza delivery man who gets accidentally frozen in a cryo chamber, and the world passes him by, and he wakes up in the far-flung future, where we have flying cars, and <laughs> people survive as heads in jars, and it's wild. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. It's funny, though. And it actually has a <clears throat> mathematical equation that is taught at the college level that's derived from an episode had a lot of really smart people working on it interesting i missed it if you, ever, if you ever get a chance check out the globetrotter episode they use the harlem globetrotters who in the future are super geniuses yeah to swap consciousness around and the the equation they use is now actually taught in college level math classes really oh yeah that is that's fascinating I tell you what, you're you're a man of uh, much knowledge there. No question about it. All right. Yeah, the Futurama theorem, <laughs> invented by Futurama writer Ken Keeler, who holds a Ph.D. in applied mathematics. Jeez. That's big. Okay, on the ceasefire text line, I have zero respect for the president and the so-called vice president. Could care less what either one of those people say or think. I'm forever a Trumper and proud of it. The uh, Thomas, uh, if I can find from Greenwood, says, golly, Thomas, you've been busy typing, man. Let me see if I can start. Uh, it's about three pages of text here in, in a short period of time. What happened last year was terrible and never should have happened, but in the scheme of things, hardly an insurrection or an assault on our republic and will barely be a footnote in any future history. I would respond to that that... It probably probably doesn't rank uh, high on the list of concerns and priorities to most Americans. I, you know, honestly, I haven't thought about it a whole lot uh, outside of the few days in the wake of it. But today, of course, being the the one year mark, and listening to the president and the vice president. I just go crazy about it and, and seem with more passion to talk about that than anything else they've ever discussed. So, hmm. There's something else. What he, okay, Trump would lose, says Thomas. Trump motivated Democrats to vote who would otherwise sit out the election. We need him gone. He helps Democrats. Who would motivate Democrats more to go vote in 2024? Trump versus Biden or DeSantis versus Biden? Democrats aren't excited about Biden. He's likely to lose on 2024 if he runs unless he's facing Trump. Hmm. There's no benefit to Republicans for Trump to run. Republicans are going to vote no matter who's challenging Biden. Of course, it is, uh, I think, pretty much established that it's the so-called independents in the middle that swing the elections. And that's where Trump is, in fact, polling 
for what it's worth, in poll, recent polls of independent voters, those who who uh, label themselves as independent, overwhelmingly are for Trump. And, and it's policy. It's about policy. So the 2020 election was about personalities, I think. Trump's just, he's just a bad guy. He's toxic. He's caustic. He's... We heard all, I heard all that this morning from the president in his remarks. And, and a, a great deal of it was because of COVID. There was this, I think, very effective campaign strategy employed by the Democrats to paint Donald Trump as one who just didn't care about COVID and was indifferent and insensitive to the, uh, the pain inflicted by the virus effectively. However, let's look at what's happened since then. From the guy who promised he was going to shut it down over and over and over and over again. He ain't shut it down. What we're seeing is more shutdowns of schools and events and businesses. It feels like 2020 again. We're seeing record cases. We're seeing hospitalizations spike. He hadn't done squat. Certainly didn't fulfill that promise. And it was a dumb promise to make. Because you're not God over a virus. It's just simple as that. You don't control. You want to. I get it. You've probably sold your minions that you could, but you don't control nature. Doesn't mean there aren't things that can be done to mitigate nature's challenges part of God's plan, but you said you were going to shut it down. You didn't. Just simple as that. Case closed. More cases, more deaths since you've been president than Donald Trump. Yet, that's why it could be argued Donald Trump lost. So, I'm not sure either, Thomas, that Donald Trump could defeat Joe Biden. I don't know. I think it comes down once again to independence. But I think this, that the more time progresses during the Biden presidency and the more people experience what is by far in every poll their top issue, which is their cost of living. Always is, always will be. And the more they keep telling us, they being the president and the Democrats, that it's really not a problem. Inflation's good for you. Get over it. And producing these goofy charts that show the price of gas, and he gets on the television in front of the entire world and says, oh, the price of gas is down two cents or something like that. And then they produce these charge charts where they make the, the axes such that there's a gap of about six inches between a penny, and it makes it look like it pronounces the trend line to make it look Look at that dramatic drop, and then you... You focus in on it. Oh, from three ninety eight to three ninety six. It's it's duplicitous. It's we're not stupid in that respect. And it, nobody it, measures their money in thirds of a penny, right? But that's what they're pushing on us. So people, they they they're smart in that. You know, he's saying one thing, but my experience is another. My human experience, my human emotions, my human senses, my eyes, 
my mind. They're saying something different. Quit telling me. And then the latest is that it's those middlemen in the meat production business, the meat industry, they're the cause of this inflation. The same four major producers have been the so-called middlemen for a couple of decades. Why all of a sudden are we seeing this huge spike in the price of meat? So Jen Psaki goes on. <laughs> she goes uh, on the television there. We may even have some sound here. Rhino, I think I may have sent you some. I can't remember. But she goes on, and she's got these charts, and she starts trying to explain to the world why the price of meat is up and what they're going to do about it, which is just, let's just throw more government into it. You got that? Here we go. Biden, Agriculture Secretary Vilsack, and Attorney General Garland met with family and independent farmers, ranchers, independent processors from across the country to discuss the challenges they have faced as large conglomerates have absorbed more and more small processors, significantly reducing competition in the meat and poultry processing industry. This is just one example of a broad suite of executive actions being taken by agencies across the economy that will promote competition, protect consumers and workers, and lower prices. When dominant middlemen control so much of the supply chain, they are able to increase their own profits at the expense of both farmers and ranchers who make less for their product and consumers at the grocery store who pay more. So just to be clear, farmers, ranchers, and poultry growers, of course, they are uh, growing the meat or uh, overseeing the meat um, goes to the meat packers and processors. Uh, That is where we see the middleman um, goes to grocery stores, restaurants, and other retailers, and then to consumers. And our concern is about uh, where prices are being elevated, and they should not be. Many farmers and ranchers now have little or no choice of buyer for their product and little leverage to negotiate, causing their share of every dollar spent on food to decline. Fifty years ago, ranchers got over 60 cents of every dollar a consumer spent on beef, compared to about 39 cents today. Similarly, hog farmers got 40 to 60 cents on each dollar spent 50 years ago, down uh, to about 19 cents uh, today. So uh, that obviously is a significant concern. If you see the wholesale beef okay. value yeah. and the cattle value, uh, that should not be how the lines, the gap between the lines. And so you should know that while she's talking, she's literally got charts. She's like teaching economics and supply chain. Like she knows what the hell she's talking about there. It's so clear she's just reading and has no idea what she's talking about. So the solution is more government. More government intervention. And so they're going to drop a billion dollars, is what they're going to do, into the industry to somehow create more competition. It's not your job, government. If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including heat and glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your heat and glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. It's a madness sale. We're back on the lot. The deals are astounding. Really? Stop the noise. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. It's what they're all about. Come see Steve Owen and the friendly staff and find a quality pre-owned vehicle with financing available and a warranty. Pinnacle Motors on the corner of Highway 471 and Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. 
If you're tired of big cable bills, you can get Newsmax TV for free. Millions are watching Newsmax, available now on major cable systems or for free on smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and Vizio. Find it streaming on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, TiVo, Apple TV, and more. Seven million Americans have downloaded the free Newsmax app on their smartphones. It takes just seconds. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. Find out why. Start watching today. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, March cotton was down 144 to 114.84. May cotton was down 124 to 112.37. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, March soybeans were down 18 and a quarter to 13.76 and a half per bushel. May soybeans were down 17 and three quarters to 13.85 and a quarter per bushel. March corn was down four and a half to five ninety seven and three quarters per bushel. May corn was down four and a quarter to five ninety eight and a half per bushel. As a mercantile, February live cattle was down fifty two to one thirty six seventy two. April live cattle was down forty five to one forty one fifty. March feeders down sixty five to one sixty five fifty two. April feeders down sixty two to one sixty nine fifteen. At the open, the Dow Jones down sixty seven points, thirty six thousand three forty. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Defense wins championships, and when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM, grain marketing, and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. The formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. On Super Talk Mississippi. Thank you so much for joining us on Middays. Rhino, you just sent me some. Give us an update on the uh, congressional redistricting map. Yeah, the uh, first order of business for the Mississippi legislature was uh, getting to fix the congressional map for redistricting. And the Mississippi House just voted 76 to 42 to approve the new congressional map. And it's going to head over to the Senate now. 
Got it. No surprise there, though. Uh, voting rights, this is on uh, the ceasefire text line from Jeff in Forest County. Voting rights just about showing an idea's red herring talking points. So much more. It's about closing polling locations in urban areas, voting on the weekends, mail-in voting like we do our taxes, gerrymandering, which produces radicalization on both sides. Here's the question for you, Jeff. All we hear out of the the proponents of this uh, draconian For the People Act voting rights legislation is that it that these measures, these restrictions, these election reforms put in place, say by Texas and Georgia, Arizona, for example, they're specifically targeting and denying minorities the ability to vote. So tell me how how mail-in voting somehow solves that problem. But even more importantly, provide, I'm asking anybody, please provide an example where a minority citizen in this country was denied the right to vote because of, I don't know, any of the requirements, any of the qualifications that are, are instituted in states or localities to cast a vote. Why does, how does that only affect a certain demographic? Like, like weekend voting, for example. Why does that only affect a demographic? And I can tell you this, I can ask this. Are there businesses out there that wouldn't allow, I mean, if it's absolutely necessary, wouldn't allow a person to take, take some time on election day if they needed to? They would just say, no, you can't do that. I mean, I, I get it. you got to run your business, and you need people there performing their job functions. I, I just believe most employers are, I think, fairly generous and reasonable along those lines. I, not even, I don't even know if that comes up. In a number of states, there are a few, Mississippi being one of them, absentee voting requires a so-called excuse. But... You ever done that before? I have, because I've had to travel for business. It, it's pretty lax, honestly. You could show up, and I guess I would ask, if you're able to do that, how come you can't get to the poll? I, I get it if you are got something else going on, on on Election Day that that causes you to vote in advance absentee. Like like you got an elective surgery schedule right. or an international trip. Yeah. I mean, I had one that was a business trip that just happened to work out. When we scheduled it, we just didn't think. It was months in advance that it was uh, Election Day. And so it hit me. I said, dang, I better go vote absentee like about a week before that. It just occurred to me. But but nonetheless, and the, the, the mail-in voting, and lots of states are full mail-in voting now. I think California is one of them, right? It's full mail-in voting. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, I'm looking at a map right now. Uh, yeah, ballots, ballots mailed directly to all voters. 44 million voters live in states that do that. California, Oregon, Washington, New Jersey, Colorado, Utah, Nevada, to name a few. So here's the thing. An excuse is required for absentee voting in New York. In New York. Fairly liberal state, one that always 
goes in favor of Democrats. So what's the problem? And it's not that I oppose mail-in voting. I oppose mail-in voting where there's zero verification that the person who mailed it in is, in fact, a valid registered voter. So they're wanting to get rid of the signature requirement, because to do that, you've got to sign when you register, and they compare that, and there's systems that'll do that, and there's no doubt that that the algorithms have been tuned such that it's pretty lax on making those comparisons between the signature used to to uh, when when you sent in your ballot, your mail-in ballot, used on your mail-in ballot versus the one you used to register. And, and I've actually read some states in the 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 very detailed procedures they have on accounting for and verifying mail-in ballots. But let's talk about this. What they want, by the way. Just in response to to, uh, Kevin here and his assertion about ID, and we're running out of time, but we'll get to this when we come back. But if you look at the For the People Act, what they want there, I would argue that's the end of democracy. It just pretty much would set it up so that anybody could just show up at the ballot box and say, hey, I'm here to vote. Okay, here you go, sign here, vote. It's all there is to it. That's what they want. They're saying that unless they do that, minorities can't vote. That's that's their premise behind the whole deal. We'll take a break here. Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way. We'll come back with more after that. Down at Fraggle Rock. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. President Biden speaking at the Capitol, marking one year since the riot during the Electoral College Count in Congress certifying the 2020 election, blames former President Trump for the violence. His bruised ego matters more to him than our democracy or our Constitution. He can't accept he lost. And former President Trump in a statement says the election was rigged and that President Biden is destroying our nation. It's a second day of no public school in Chicago with teachers out demanding more coronavirus safety measures. This mom, Lori Del Favro, wants teachers back in class. Children are not an at-risk group and the, they need to be at school. Teachers like Rebecca Coven say they want the city to implement safer protocols in our schools to protect us and our students. The city says schools are safe, calling the teacher walkout illegal and telling teachers to either show up or be put on unpaid status. Fox's Jeff Manasso, America's listening to Fox News. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. Has this ever happened to you? My friend was telling me about his new pair of headphones, so I looked him up online. Now, everywhere I go is a creepy ad for those headphones I looked at one time. I hate that feeling like I'm being watched. I got DuckDuckGo and saw a difference right away. With one download, you can search and browse privately, avoiding trackers, all for free. It's that simple. Take back your privacy online with DuckDuckGo. 
privacy simplified. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A 24-hour manhunt in Mississippi is over. We had previously reported that a man killed in Natchez had told police the name of its alleged shooter before passing away. Officers didn't have to go far to find him. Michael Thomas, who also goes by the nickname of Trado, turned himself in to the Adams County Sheriff's Office. Thomas had previously been sentenced to five years in the Department of Corrections after pleading guilty to aggravated assault in 2018. In June of this year, he was arrested for allegedly kidnapping his girlfriend at gunpoint. A few months ago, it was announced that Mississippi actor Morgan Freeman was opening a blues club in Biloxi. Over the past couple of days, workers had been spotted installing the Ground Zero Blues Club sign outside the old Crest building on Howard Avenue. The club, once opened, will feature a restaurant, VIP lounge, apartments on the third floor. Capacity will be capped at 1,200 people. I'm Kelly Bennett. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Lawrence Brooks, who was believed to be the oldest World War II veteran in the United States, has passed away at the age of 112. He had moved to the Mississippi Delta with his family when he was an infant, and he'll be remembered for his sense of humor and constant positivity. When asked what the secret to his long life was, he would often say serving God and being nice to people. He spent the bulk of his life after service in New Orleans, where one of his favorite pastimes was sitting on the porch of his house and talking to neighbors as they passed by. The Ole Miss football program suffered another loss when it was reported that co-defensive coordinator DJ Durkin is leaving for Texas A&M. Durkin has spent the past couple of years with the Rebels, revitalizing the team's defense. This past season, Ole Miss allowed 24.7 points per game and 5.5 yards per play on the way to their first 10-win regular season and program history. Durkin will join Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies, who currently have the number one recruiting class in America. I'm Kelly Bennett. Trustmark is the bank that fits you to a T. You can bank right on your phone or tablet with the My Trustmark app. Our mortgage lenders will help you buy your dream two-story tutor. And Trustmark Tailored Wealth offers tried and true advice that makes transforming your future a piece of uh toast. Nice. Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Jake Mangum here. I got a lot of love from Mississippi in my time with MSU. Fans, friends, family, and teammates gave me more support than I could have hoped for. Farm Bureau Insurance was one of my supporters then, and they continue to take care of me day-to-day as my insurance provider. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. 
go with the home team. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to Hour 2 of Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios on this Friday Eve. Don't forget, coming up at 1120, our friend, the senator representing Mississippi District 50, Harrison County, Scott Delano. And then at 1205, Minority Leader of the Mississippi House of Representatives, Robert L. Johnson III, represents Adams, Franklin, and Jefferson Counties, joins Middays. Tom in L.A. says, a footnote in history, probably one of the most disturbing days of my adult life. But I'm glad it doesn't get y'all down. At least you guys don't promulgate the stop the steal nonsense that led to 1-6. Hmm. Question for you, Tom. Do the images of thousands and millions, actually, of illegal illegal people from an immigration perspective pouring across the border, does that bother you? Do the images of the Afghanis holding on to a C-17 U.S. aircraft exiting the country, does that bother you? Or what looked like the exit from Saigon in 72, though the president said it's not going to be a Saigon. Does that bother you? So I'm not, I'm not saying that 1-6 wasn't a disturbing event. It was. We said that many, many times. And we've, um, we've opined that it was the inappropriate approach. No, no question. That uh, that shouldn't have been the way to express that grievance. It's not the way... Our, our country works. Totally agree. I'm just saying that this president, this administration, purely for political gain, doesn't really want to get out and talk about other issues that are potential threats to, to the democracy, to our democracy. That, that Only that one issue. That's it. Nothing else is an issue. And for a candidate in a campaign that repeatedly told us that we have to elect this guy because the prior president, the president uh, Donald Trump, is divisive and racist, and I can't even think of all the other isms in the in the uh, ver- words they used to describe him was dividing the country, the most divisive president, and then he, this guy gets on the television this morning, and I just felt like his remarks were wholly divisive and just carved out a whole segment of the population and scolded them, like he does the unvaccinated, like every other day. 
You're the bane of society. You're the evil, wicked, bad people that are tearing down our democracy. Remember what Hillary called them. Basket of deplorable. That's true. I don't think it's appropriate for a leader, a president in particular, to ever. Now, condemn the events, sure. But in the speech this morning, to criticize, condemn, castigate an entire segment of the population, not just the few that acted inappropriately on that day, I don't see how that unites. Do we appear as a country to be more united now, a year after this guy's been in office? I mean, is has he been the great uniter, the great healer, as he told us he would be? Remember his inaugural speech? That's all it was about. And is there any benefit to dwelling on the prior president? That just all sounds political. Of course it is. And it I don't see how that accomplishes the goal. Should we recognize this day? And more importantly, ensure it never happens again? Absolutely. I, I think that's it's completely appropriate. But should we hold it up as the only singular exclusive threat to democracy? No, it shouldn't be. And and more importantly, what they're doing is is uh, really pushing hard and setting the stage for ramming through this voting rights legislation, the so-called For the People Act introduced as uh, once again we talked about this HR one, which they number these bills on the basis of priority. This is their top priority, and I think it's because they know their policies are failing. And they expect a, as, as uh, excuse me, Barack Obama said in 2010, a shellacking at the polls. They know that in every poll from almost every polling organization, be they left or right leaning, the president's underwater. His policies are even worse than that underwater because people ain't happy with how their pocketbooks are getting clobbered. They're not happy with crime. They're not happy with the wokeness. I mean, I know I'm repeating myself here, but this is driving the sentiment in this country. So in the voting rights legislation they want to ram through, it would offer same-day and require same-day voter registration, permit voters to make changes to their registration at the polls when they're there to vote. It would require early voting for at least two weeks I think a lot of states already have that. Isn't it true that even though the Democrats blasted Georgia when they passed election reform, and of course Major League Baseball relocated the uh, the All-Star game as a direct result, isn't it true that Georgia's early voting period is actually greater than that of the president's home state of Delaware? If you do a side-by-side comparison... Appears that Delaware is more restrictive. There's it's it, there's less opportunity, less availability, less flexibility in casting a ballot. Why doesn't that get talked about? It would expand vote by mail, and it would make election day a federal holiday. Is that necessary? 
Is that truly necessary? It costs businesses. I know they don't care about that. They could care less. They, they hate the private sector. They hate profit. They hate innovation. They hate success because they're not producing it. They, they only value that which they directly produce. And most of that is just fraud and waste. But those are just some of the things that they want. Uh, they want automatic, by the way, automatic voter registration. Uh, citizens would provide information to state agencies and anybody that anybody that registers like a vehicle or anything else, any sort of interaction you do with any state agency or even local, you're automatically registered to vote. They want that. And uh, Representative Ayanna uh, Presley from um, Massachusetts, I think, she wants to amend the bill to allow 16- and 17-year-olds to vote. She wants that. She wants to... uh, Actually, the bill purports to limit the adjustment and the cleaning up of any of the voter rolls. We've had Secretary of State Michael Watson share some stunning data about the, the number of people on in on certain roles in the state that exceed the population uh, in the county. I, I know I've, had, I've heard uh, elections officials in the state of Mississippi say they've got people on the rolls that, uh, based on their birth dates, are 120 years old. But they don't want you to clean that up. They want to use those. You have to believe because they want to use those folks' registration as some way to cast a fraudulent vote. Unbelievable. Kevin from Baldwin says, The president is speaking on the Capitol being involved, and y'all are spinning what he said. If that was, I guess, BLM that done it, and Trump said the same thing as Biden, y'all would be applauding him. No, he wouldn't. It, this, is, this is what Democrats do, though, Rhino. Of course, I think he says he's going to be an independent. But they like to... Doesn't sound very independent. Like to put words in your mouth. They, they like to spin fact. Oh, yeah, they love to assume what your intentions are, even if you didn't even have an intention. A, a rational person, I think, would... Uh, and and we, I feel like we're rational people. We'd not condone such actions like that. And we wouldn't be applauding Trump for lashing out at that. Yeah, it, it needs to be held in perspective, and it needs to be condemned if BLM were to storm the Capitol. But it doesn't need to be dwelled on and held up, in my view, as the absolutely only threat to democracy and used as a... Or even worse, a, compared to Pearl Harbor or 9-11. Correct, which is what Kamala Harris did. We'll talk about that later. Or as a pretext to ram through some onerous legislation, which is what they're doing. We'll come right back. We've got uh, Senator Scott Delano joining us. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. <laughs> there are actually a lot of Mississippis. 
We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products, and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank. In your corner, member FDIC. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Push the limits of what's possible in the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. With a bold exterior and premium interior, Outlander reimagines the SUV. Rule the road with Mitsubishi Super All-Wheel Control and wireless smartphone technology. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today and get up to 3500 over book value for your trade. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, get Thunderstruck. Super All-Wheel Control is an available feature on all trim levels. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply. See retailer for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends 12-13-21. Richard Frost, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. What? What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We appreciate you for joining us on this Friday Eve. Joining us now in the studio, Scott Delano, Senator representing Mississippi's District 50, Harrison County. Thanks for coming in, Senator. Good to see you. Happy New Year, sir. Good to see you. Happy New Year to you and Rhino. All right. So you guys get gaveled in uh, this week and uh, didn't take long. The lieutenant governor announces he is COVID positive and 
I think Senator Hobson as well, right? It's, I'm not familiar. I don't. I haven't talked with Briggs to to know, but I knew that he wasn't feeling well the other day. Yeah, that's. I think that's the word. So. Uh, we had Representative Becky Curry on yesterday who shared with us that the House, I guess, is kind of has an optional situation where they can they can be present or they can participate remotely. What's happening in the Senate? Any rules changes of, there? It's kind of the same thing. You know, I think we're, we're trying to modify the best that we can, just like every other business yeah. is having to, having to do. We've got work to get done. We do have a constitutional issue we have to follow, especially regarding um, – quorums and and the number of people that that are required to be in a building or in a committee room okay. so we're we're making some adjustments but you know i think we're gonna we're gonna get through it i think individually you have to take your you have to be responsible for yourself taking care of of your health and the health of others around you sure and uh just manage the symptoms and we'll all work through to get through that we'll all work together to get through this yeah to- totally agree and hopefully this is short term we get on the other uh, other side of this and and get back to normal as they say all right so start out with the uh, uh, the map, the redistricting map of our congressional districts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume you've seen that, and looks like that's good to go. Yeah, I, I believe so. I think the House has taken action on it this yeah. morning. Um, I look forward to that coming over to the to the Senate this this next week, and I'm sure that we'll move that through pretty quickly. Yeah, it, it looks like it's a, it's a good plan, and and uh, will comply with all the the federal rules and and laws pertaining there too and we should be good to go uh, not i think terribly complicated in our state with four congressional districts the big uh, challenge of course was that representative benny thompson had uh, quite the decline of population in his district and so it in the redrawing of that it looks kind of kind of strange when you look at it uh, just just as a, a style of the map but that's what it takes to i think get it done and, and be compliant yeah, and there's guidelines that have to be followed, and I think that both committees in the House and the Senate have worked really hard to make sure that they've put forward the best plan that's available. And I know there will always be um, debate on on uh, with other viewpoints, but you know sure. it's a plan that's that, that meets all the criteria. It's a fair plan, and hopefully we'll be able to get that behind us all next right. week. I agree. I know that's a bit time sensitive. Is what the Speaker shared with us earlier this week when he was on the program. So. That uh, seems to be top priority and, and first order of business. What uh, what else you got? I mean, there are lots of issues that have been, uh, frankly, had legs even after last year's session and have continued on uh, with respect to medical marijuana is a big one. Uh, tax reform is another. you got this big pot of money from the uh, rescue plan that's got to be uh, doled out. All of those, of course, are, are high up there. I saw Representative Becky Curry dropped her. Her uh, CRT ban bill this morning dove into that a little bit, fairly straightforward, had her on the program. What's on your plate? What are you focused on? You know, I, w- still working on uh, a lot of the major issues that you talked about. Um, I, I'm deeply involved in, in some of those discussions. Um, but, you know, individually, every year I always have a little bevy of, of bills that are uh, that pertain basically to the Technology Committee, which I'm sure. the chairman of. Yep. I also am the vice chair of Mer- or of um, Military Affairs. Okay. And I've got a, several bills that I've been asked to file through 
our military installations uh, here in our state to try to help with some quality of life issues, not necessarily on base, but around the area and how we can pr- provide a better environment for the airmen or the military service members that uh, live in and around our communities uh, in our installations that we have here. So working on a, on a couple of things there. You know, policy-wise, um, we do a lot of work in Appropriations Committee uh, in trying to make sure that, that we set some things. I, I will be working on uh, continuing to work on how do we make revisions to the procurement process yeah. for IT. Some of those discussions um, are always always every single year it comes up how can we do a better job and i think everybody in business asks those same questions as well um, trying to find the best bang for the buck and and how do we grow or how do we set ourselves up with an enterprise type solution where we can uh, benefit have many other agencies uh, provide or receive the benefits of having these larger software type systems yeah, dealing with stuff like that. Yeah, so. yeah, and that, I think that's important. So you know, one of the things that comes up a lot, and something that I push for going going back twenty years, was a, a way to uh, transition these eighty two islands of county systems into a, a, a central cloud based system, uh, or even in high, a hybrid system. Most of the counties have the same needs. Mm-hmm. There are some nuances between counties based on laws and rules in, in those counties, but. The core systems and the core processes are 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 fairly uh, similar, if not identical, from county to county. But we've got these uh, individual eighty-two little fiefdoms, uh, all of which are lacking. Frankly, yeah, it's much deeper than that because you also have your school districts, your library Absolutely. systems, uh, IHLs. You know, we're, we're all working in the community colleges. We're all working together to try to come up with what the, what that framework would look like, and then providing solutions, and not necessarily from the state's perspective, but from an express products list standpoint, yep. where we've gone out and we've vetted, we've gotten a better deal, the best deal that we can for the taxpayers, yep. and then allow these other um, entities, or both state and local entities, uh, to participate in those savings that we've been able to negotiate. So that's something that we're working on. Yeah, the EPL, and honestly, that was a concept that I remember when it, w- when it was hatched and launched. Um, Gosh, back in the eighties, maybe it seems like right after we had gotten in business, and and having done, I will say this: having done business in a number of other states in this country, our procurement process is actually pretty good relative to the other states. We got experience in a number of them, and so I, I just want to point that out. It, it's uh, I agree with you. It's it's worthy of compliment uh, and praise. I think we yeah. do a pretty good job there. Yeah, they really do over over at ITS. They do a really good job. Sometimes it's it's difficult for agencies, especially those people or the the agency people who are not very versed yeah. in how procurements right. or technical procurements work. Right. It's very different than buying boxes of, of, of uh, paper towels or yep. you know, commodities. Totally agree. So this is something new that we have to work through, and we do that. Yeah. And it's, it, it, hopefully it'll, it'll stay uh, good, and maybe we can make it a little better. Agree. And I and applaud you for, for working on that. But I just want to point out it's, it's pretty dang good relative to the other states. It doesn't mean we stop and don't try to uh, continue to improve it, which uh, is good. All right, mobile sports betting. What It comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. That's within uh, your scope. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, what do you think about that? Well, I think that it's a it's going to be it's going to be something that is going to come to the state, and let's just make sure that we understand. Yeah. It, describe what we're really talking about here yeah. is people who live in Mississippi in the borders of Mississippi. Yeah. Being able to get onto a mobile application um, to make wagers for sporting events. Uh, this is not. 
Uh, and what I do not want to see and what I'm not in favor of is any form of eye gaming. And I do not want to see the, a slippery slope where uh, we allow for electronic sports book. And then that is a segue into uh, the eye iGaming platforms, other iGaming platforms. Mm-hmm. I think what we've done in Mississippi is is we came out first. We had a really – the Gaming Commission was on their game. They knew exactly what, what needed to be done. We implemented a really good program um, for sports betting in our bricks-and-mortars casinos. And yep. we've seen a, a huge increase in foot traffic within our casinos in times of the year that we normally would not have okay. as much traffic. And they're all reporting record sales. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? It, it, it just adds another amenity that the state of Mississippi is able to provide to sure. people. And that entertainment is really what we're trying to sell uh, to to a customer. Yep. And we this will give people in Mississippi an opportunity to to participate in other sporting events because those do happen on a on a quicker frequency. Um, now there's still some things that have to be worked out. That's what we're going through. Hopefully okay. we'll be able to get to something. Um, but what we don't want to do is we don't want to kill the goose that's laid the gold sure. egg and turn it into something that. Uh, that is is going to be detrimental to our bricks and mortar casinos. The people that are hiring, that are investing in the state of Mississippi, hiring Mississippi employees, and um, and and paying taxes in our local school districts as well as the, what comes to our state. Yeah, the actual tax dollars that that the state of Mississippi receives from sports betting is extremely low relative to the traffic that you see. Yeah. So that's something that we're going to continue to work on. I will introduce a bill this year that um, will hopefully address some of those issues, but it's something we're going to continue to work through yeah. both in the House and the Senate. Uh, can you hang around? I want to ask yeah. you just get your thoughts on these other major issues, medical marijuana, tax reform, Medicaid expansion, spending all this money we got coming. Great. Good. Sounds wonderful. All right. We got Senator Scott Delano in the studio. Stay with us middays. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 51. Tonight, partly cloudy and cold, all the way down to 25. Your finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 49. And for your Saturday, a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 67. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Why does Walgreens offer copays as low as $0 and 90-day refills? Because we care about Medicare, so you don't have to. I mean, do you really care to hear me go on about same-day prescription delivery making your life easier? Or how there's a pharmacy expert available 24-7 and one-click refills? Well, I just did anyways. Fill your Medicare prescriptions with Walgreens and save. $0 copays apply to Tier 1 generic drugs and select plans with Walgreens as a preferred pharmacy. Restrictions apply. See walgreens.com slash Medicare for complete details. 
makes you mind your own business. Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear PeopleLease can help. How can they help? PeopleLease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resources support center for all my HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now, 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A 24-hour manhunt in Mississippi is over. We had previously reported that a man killed in Natchez had told police the name of its alleged shooter before passing away. Officers didn't have to go far to find him. Michael Thomas, who also goes by the nickname of Trado, turned himself in to the Adams County Sheriff's Office. Thomas had previously been sentenced to five years in the Department of Corrections after pleading guilty to aggravated assault in 2018. In June of this year, he was arrested for allegedly kidnapping his girlfriend at gunpoint. A few months ago, it was announced that Mississippi actor Morgan Freeman was opening a blues club in Biloxi. Over the past couple of days, workers have been spotted installing the Ground Zero Blues Club sign outside the old Crest building on Howard Avenue. The club, once opened, will feature a restaurant, VIP lounge, apartments on the third floor. Capacity will be capped at 1,200 people. I'm Kelly Bennett. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com slash business. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit, and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. 
You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. A lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they're not online. With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Anchors bumping us into this segment on Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We got Senator Scott Delano in the studio. So, Senator, we were we were talking about um, mobile sports betting and uh, some some discussions there. Possibly some some new legislation. Got to be careful there to make sure, like you said, that that we don't uh, do damage to what is producing uh, good economic returns for the state. Uh, not just from public money's perspective, but uh, from a, a private sector economic perspective as well. Question on the ceasefire tax line: What is iGaming? gaming? You want to explain that? Well, iGaming gaming would be where a place where you could play um, slot machines or roulette or mm-hmm. or video poker uh, f- and wager dollars on a mobile plat- platform. Mm-hmm. And then what that what that will grow into very quickly is you will you will walk into a sports bar and you will take your mobile device and you will set it on a pad and that that device or the the machine that you're working on it will g will will make a link digitally mm-hmm. through bluetooth mm-hmm. um, to for allow you to play your games it's good. it would look just like a casino but you're bringing that connection and you're bringing the actual uh play in by your mobile device and that's just something that would be de- absolutely detrimental to the the oper- what we've built up in our state and as far as uh being a destination marketing uh, location for people to come in, and we've had great investment all throughout our throughout our state to try to enhance those uh, those opportunities and to because we want people to come back, uh, not just for gaming, but for the the, the different sporting events, the food, um, the the entertainment, everything that we're able to offer our natural. Uh, you know, special on the Gulf Coast, being able yeah. to come down, lodging. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I, to- I totally agree. So something else, and you know, you and I were discussing this a little bit uh, uh, off the air, but question about the ABC. What a uh, that's a, just a problem. It won't go away, and and I won't get into the details. But I, I read the text to you from this this uh, listener. What do you think? What should we do there? We had hearings last year about this, right? Yeah, we have, plenty, we have we've had plenty of hearings over it. Um, hopefully, um, we're going to be able to get something this year, at least, to get us moving in the right direction, so we know how to plan for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need that from a fiscal standpoint. Understand how what our capital outlay is going to be if we sh- choose to go that route. Uh, I'm still a fan of of the the quasi 
um, privatization of it, similarly that we did to with the lottery board. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that would give um, the ABC the flexibility that it needs uh, to make the changes and to to the provide the service that our customers require, whether that be liquor stores, restaurants, or the consumers, the direct consumers. So I think that's something that that's going to be looked out. I know Josh Harkins, our, our chairman uh, over in finance, and and Trey Lamar have been working on that, and hopefully mm-hmm. we'll get to see something come out uh, this year for us to 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 take seriously and and try to alleviate some of the problems. I get more phone calls from restaurants, I'm sure, and from casinos down on the coast that um, they express those problems or those concerns, as well as you know friends and family that are, that that can't find very basic. Um, uh, wine and spirits that mm-hmm. they that they normally would find in any other time, and liquor stores aren't able to get it, and we yeah. need to help them out in there. Yeah, and it's just a, a sheer uh, function of lack of capacity, lack of systems, and we've just outgrown it. And uh, physical capacity and system uh, functionality and capacity, and and it's the model I think is kind of old relative to what the needs are today, and we've got to shore that up and lots of different ideas on how to do that. So I agree. Hopefully, we'll get something done to improve that. This particular listen, listener just said, you know, take one day to order and receive your liquor at your store to twenty one days now. It's that's how long the the time frame. Uh, uh, has lagged now, so out of stock on a lot. I mean, these are things you already know, and I know you've heard it a lot from from uh, constituents and others across the state. We all know this, this is a problem, so hopefully we'll get that addressed. All right, so, you know, one of the most contentious issues perhaps that I can remember in, in recent memory uh, with respect to legislation is this medical marijuana program, and you know the story there. Uh, the, the voters went to the ballot. And uh, they they voted for a measure that that won by fairly overwhelming uh, numbers. But then the Supreme Court struck it down, and there's been lots of debate and work on that from both chambers. Uh, Senator Blackwell in the Senate, Representative Lee Yancey over on the House side. The governor has very strong feelings on what his requirements are to to sign off on a bill. Um, now I hear Representative, uh, excuse me, Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn, say the House isn't going to do anything. We're going to let the Senate run with this to take the lead. Where do we stand? What do you think? Well, I think that the Speaker's comments have, have been um, in on par with what he has said in the past. Yeah. And we've always anticipated this would start over on the Senate side and then move over to the, to the House. I think that both chairmen have done a great job of trying to put together the best bill possible to closely reflect the will of the voters. Mm-hmm. And while there are some differences now with the governor's office, um, those need to be resolved quickly. Let's get a bill uh, before the, the the Senate gets get it out, let's get it passed, and let's get a program set up and started. And you know, you know how legislation works, and especially with big programs like this, that you're not going to get it perfect the first time. You're going to always make a need to make changes to it. Yeah. What I like about this particular scenario, first of all, I wish we would have taken this up in a special session. We okay. should have done this before before we got here today. But now we're here. Let's take the bill up. Let's get it passed. If we need to tweak it, we have the re- the rest of the of the um, session to get to, to make some tweaks as necessary, technical amendments. Uh, but let's get the bill. Let's get the bill out. 
Let's let it get out to the public. Let them look at it. Let it see. And I think people will be pleasantly surprised to see that it will be closely reflect. It will closely reflect what the will of the voters wanted. And I think that that's exactly what my constituents want. And I'm here to represent them. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll uh, keep an eye on that and see where that goes. Uh, another major issue, of course, is uh, tax reform. You're you're well aware that the speaker he has uh, stated that this is his top priority, and and a bill did pass the House last year, got to the Senate, really didn't get any traction. Senator Harkins, who chairs the Finance Committee, did commit to uh, holding hearings yep. on the matter, and he, he did so, um, had, had a, a number of different parties testified, was invited by the Speaker to testify as well, and uh, appreciate that. Where do we stand now? So I, I think it's kind of in the Senate's court. Yeah, I think so, too. And, and, and I, I really wouldn't try to speak for Josh Harkins and sure. what he's doing, especially since I'm on, on the appropriation side. I don't, I'm don't. i not involved in the committee work that's that's ongoing over on finance. But I think that um, a majority of the people in the legislature would like to see a, a, a smart approach to uh, removal of the income tax. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that they're going to continue to work on. And, and I look forward. Uh, there's a lot of really good, great minds that are working on this. And it's something that... Um, that we've had a little bit of time to digest and offer some amendments to it. And I think that um, I'm hopeful that we'll be able to get something out uh, by the end of the session as well. Okay. All right. That's, that sounds good. And then let's see what else we got uh, going on over there. you got a bunch of money you got to dole out. Uh, coming up, $1.8 billion from the CARES Act. Uh, excuse me, from the American Rescue Plan CARES Act. I still got that on the brain. Uh, $1.8 billion somewhat restricted in how that money can uh, be applied and, and deployed. That's going to take some time. My understanding is that when some, um, I guess, some some requests were made of members of the legislature and certainly the state leaders, the lieutenant governor, et cetera, from various factions, they came back with $7 billion. Of, yeah. <laughs> not surprising there. We got 1.8. How do you see that shaking out? Well, I think that it's going to be a, a long process that we'll that we'll go through. Um, I personally like the plan uh, that the lieutenant governor uh, went and spoke to our counties and cities about. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, I'm, I come from a commercial development background. I understand how long it takes to get projects permitted and get things permitted. We want to see this money deployed quickly, not just deployed to uh, to the local entities, but we want to see the construction. Out and we want to see the results of these investments or these uh, these expenditure of funds uh, done in a short fashion. The only way we're going to be able to do that in a pragmatic way is to leverage what projects the cities and the counties already have in their pipeline yeah. for construction uh, that they've already worked on through their budgetary process, and hopefully we can knock some things out with that. But it, it's there's going to be uh, – we know there's going to be a whole lot of requests. Um, I certainly think that we're going to have to look at uh, some issues, especially with health care, yeah. and uh, that's what the money was intended to be used for to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have to – to take a look, a hard look at what do we do to help alleviate some of the strains and stresses that we uh, that we have seen over the past couple of years and in, in our healthcare system. And I think state. that that message, in fairness, is consistent with what the lieutenant governor's message has been as well, and his intent and his goals with this money. Senator, really appreciate you coming on and and uh, appreciate your service, sir. And look forward to seeing you. Probably see you down there at the Capitol before it's all over with. Thank you. Look, I, look, I always enjoy coming on and talking with y'all. Appreciate that, Senator. Thank you. Senator Scott. 
Scott Delano. He represents District 50 in Harrison County. We'll be back with more Midday. Stay with us. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. If you're tired of big cable bills, you can get Newsmax TV for free. Millions are watching Newsmax, available now on major cable systems or for free on smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and Vizio. Find it streaming on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, TiVo, Apple TV, and more. Seven million Americans have downloaded the free Newsmax app on their smartphones. It takes just seconds. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. Find out why. Start watching today. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men and a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men and a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. With port congestion a growing problem for agricultural exporters, the Port of Oakland, California is planning an off-site terminal to help move ag cargo containers. Roughly half of all exports out of Oakland are tied to agriculture. Agricultural exporters moving goods out of the Port of Oakland could get more ability to move their products onto outgoing ships. The Port of Oakland has announced plans to improve the flow of ag exports following an emergency meeting last month with state and federal officials about port congestion. The Oakland Port will open and operate a 25-acre off-terminal yard equipped to move containers and store them for rapid pickup. The container yard will provide access to equipment and offer faster truck turns without having to wait for an in-terminal space. Along with that, state and federal agricultural agencies will help ag exporters utilize the new container yard. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. 
size. Learn more about Bogart 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. The formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton. Featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. You are listening to Middays, Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios. So, lots of uh, discussion about this January the 6th day, which is the mark of, one year mark, of the incursion of the Capitol last year. That's when it happened. And... A strong feelings on both sides, uh, and I agree. See, one one listener said uh, something about uh, yeah, guy in Brookhaven. He just makes the point. Not going to read the long text. Appreciate it, guy. He says the Capitol event was simply a protest riot demonstration of fed up Americans, no different than any of the left protests. Yeah, I I agree. Except I don't think. It, it is a, is a smart and, and wise for us to ever condone invading the Capitol and the way it was invaded as, as the way to to protest or affect change. I, I, you know, I, I'm with you. I, I hear you. I, I think a lot of people were not happy about what they saw and what appeared to be lots of voting irregularities that need to be investigated. And, of course, Biden made a point that all of those were all those those reports were investigated and and none of them turned out to yield any any proof of fraud or abuse and so forth. I don't know. I don't have all the details on that. And he even made made a point that I guess Georgia had been audited like three different times and including a a manual audit of every single vote and and uh, made the point that the numbers actually improved for him in that respect. I think that's kind of irrelevant relative to whether or not we should ever, as Americans, I guess condone and praise invasion of the Capitol, incursion of the Capitol, as, as a way to proper approach to protest. God does make a point that 
you know, we we don't seem to say much or don't hear much from the left about what goes on in America's cities with respect to what are really violent protests. Even though who could forget the CNN reporter? This peaceful protest and in the background fires blazing, you know, from a store. It's insanity. Dumb. It's another one of those things where, well, wait, this guy's saying something, but my eyes are telling me something different. That's why you look so foolish when you do things like that. But, and I agree with you, that we should not condone or justify, which is what the left tends to do, looting, pillaging, destruction of property, and, and hurting others and doing so, and then just being... Let off scot-free. Golly, I don't know if you guys have seen the the district attorney for Manhattan and New York. It's pretty much just said he don't want to put anybody in jail, no matter what they do. Okay, for a homicide, maximum 20 years. But this is insane in this country. And, of course, it's all justified on the basis of equity and race. Because... On a um, a disparate basis, minorities and minority perpetrators seem to exceed those of the majority from a race perspective. And so, on that basis, again, this is a district attorney that was heavily funded by George Soros, just says, okay, we're just not going to lock you up. Yeah, I think that needs to be called out as well. That is that not a threat to our democracy? Gosh, if you if you don't have the government executing its most fundamental uh, mission and responsibility and function, which is to protect and secure its people, you don't have a country. That's a threat to democracy. But that never gets discussed. So I'm with you, guy. I just can't. I can't get on board with condoning those who I think just went too far. Protesting the election? Sure. Protesting it by pushing through into the Capitol and getting out of hand? I think that's too much. Also, the the vice president, you know, made the statement that we should remember those who lost their lives on that day, except pretty sure, Rhino, that almost all the reports have come back and said they're not a single law enforcement officer, Capitol Police officer, that lost their lives as a direct result of what occurred. Is that correct? That's what I remember. Yeah. Uh, Except there was one protester. Yeah, Ashley Babbitt Babbitt was shot. Yeah. So trespassing. Again, that's disingenuous in my view because... Our legal system has already investigated and vetted that. It's just not true. Just tell the truth. That's all we want. We'll take a break right here. When we come back, we've got Representative Robert Johnson in the studio. Stay with us. Or he's calling. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at Baroni's Tree Pros.com. Fox 
News. I'm Lillian Wu. President Biden addresses the nation, marking a year since the attack on the U.S. Capitol, blaming former President Trump for stoking the unrest, saying he can't accept he lost. Even though that's what 93 United States senators, his own attorney general, his own vice president, governors and state officials in every battleground state, have all said he lost. Former President Trump in a statement once again calling the election rigged. And federal prosecutors want Boston Marathon bomber Jokar Zarnayev's COVID stimulus payment and other money in his inmate trust account to go toward his victims. So far, he's only handed over about 2,000 of the millions in restitution. He's been ordered to pay. Three spectators were killed. More than 260 others hurt in the bombing. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Following the highest single-day total of cases the state has seen since the onset of the pandemic, Governor Tate Reeves acknowledged the rising case numbers but says he won't resort to any statewide mandates. This is what he told Scott Simmons of WAPT. We're not going to have any mandates. We're not going to have any requirements forced on you by the state. The U.S. Supreme Court will take up challenges to President Biden's vaccine mandates on health care workers and private businesses that employ 100 or more workers tomorrow. Governor Tate Reeves is hoping the justices will issue a stay and ultimately strike down those mandates. Emergency room volume at South Central Regional Medical Center has gone up almost 100% over the past few days. They've opened a walk-in testing site. It's open seven days a week from 8 to 4, no appointment necessary. The Hattiesburg Clinic offers testing at over 30 sites across the area. I'm Kelly Bennett. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. 
A tax law that takes effect this month will require third-party payment processors like Venmo and Cash App to report a user's business transactions to the IRS if they exceed $600 in a year. Beforehand, the law required the apps to report gross income to the IRS if a user exceeded 20000 or 200 payments. This law will not apply if a person is using the service to pay someone back for buying dinner. According to some payment providers, they may be asking users further questions to see which category transactions fall into. The change was when the American Rescue Plan was passed in March of 2021. The Open Doors Homeless Coalition in Gulfport had a phenomenal year helping those in need. Open Doors covers the lower six counties in Mississippi. They were able to get 600 people off the streets and into a home last year. In addition, they administered over $6 million in federal money, keeping 1,400 families in Harrison County from being evicted. I'm Kelly Bennett. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every afternoon at 5 o'clock for the college football fix driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, the Get Holiday Ready sales event is happening now. Visit your local Ford dealer and get the best offers on Ford SUVs and Ford F-Series trucks. America's best-selling trucks, 44 years running. Right now is the best time to buy with inventory arriving daily. Get your season started off right during the Get Holiday Ready sales event going on now at your local Mississippi Ford dealers. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi rolling into the third hour of the program today. We appreciate you so much for joining us and joining us now. Member of the Mississippi House of Representatives, currently serving as the minority leader, Representative Robert Johnson. Thanks so much for joining us today, Representative. Thank you for having me. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We got you. Thank you, sir. So. Uh, well, you guys have gaveled in. You got uh, a lot of business on the plate that you're working on. Just yeah. had uh, Senator Scott Delano in the studio uh, talking about his priorities. Representative Becky Curry yesterday, the speaker earlier in the week. What is uh, what are the priorities from uh, you, sir, and, and from your party as the uh, session unfolds here? Well, uh, thanks, uh, Gerard. You know, first off, uh, this is the year we do redistricting, and this morning the House took up congressional redistricting. Yep. We ended up passing the House plan that uh, just about all 
just about all with the exception of one or two Democrats voted against. We were in favor of a more compact district that would have included more of Hines County and parts of southern Madison County. Uh, the second district lost six to seven thousand people. So we thought the most efficient and compact way to achieve that that balance in the four districts would have been to do that. Uh, that bill passed. Our amendment failed. That bill passed. Uh, but, you know, it's, we are conducting work and we're doing it uh, without yelling at each other. So that's a good thing. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so lots of, uh, I think, uh, high-profile issues that uh, the legislature will be taking up, as, as we discussed with other members of the legislature. A couple of those I don't think really ever ended in terms of deliberations and, and analysis, medical marijuana being one of those, and tax reform as well. Uh, where where do you think we're going from here on that? Medical marijuana in particular, start with that one, if you will. You know, I, I've uh, been seeing news reports that say that the uh, that the legislature is getting soft on the issue, that maybe we won't move forward. Uh, I, I just don't, I don't feel that atmosphere at the legislature. I think every, I think the people at the legislature respect the voters' wishes. They wanted us to pass medical marijuana. I think we have uh, bills in the House and the Senate that I think are, are good bills. and I, I think it will pass. I'll just hope we make short work of it and, and get it done. I mean, it's a it's an yeah. issue that, that I, I think that we spend enough time on. And uh, the tax reform issue, I'm continuing to, to talk and work with the Speaker on that issue. Uh, he's sincere about his effort to try to do something about income tax reform, state mm-hmm. income tax reform, and he's continuing to work on uh, his legislation. I supported it uh, the first time uh, with the understanding that it needed some work. He's continuing to work on it. I'll continue to be open-minded about it. You know, it, you know, as a as a member of the minority caucus in in the House. Uh, we can fight. There, there's plenty of us. That's an alarm telling me to make sure I don't miss your show. <laughs> uh, as we continue to talk and make sure that we uh, we work together. I mean, it's, the state has a lot of needs, and so I'm trying to keep an open mind about all the things that we can find common ground on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but I think I think that uh, in terms of income tax reform, I think it's still an uphill battle with the Senate. And a lot of the business community. So, we, we, yeah. we, you know, it's going to take some work. Yeah, I, I think that's an accurate assessment of where we are certainly right now. You know, something that I know that uh, your party and your caucus is, is pushed for uh, quite fervently the last couple of years is, is Medicaid expansion. And uh, that that's also a very hot and controversial issue. What what do you think the prospects are for that? And is, is that something well, you're going to take up? Say- yeah, well, we, we we push for it every year, and we yeah. push for it not in the name of Medicaid expansion, more in the name of providing health care for working people. Yeah. And I continue to say this. Our largest budget in the state is not the state budget. It's the Medicaid budget. And some people will say, okay, well, that's one reason not to do it. Well, the only reason is a large budget because we take provide health care to a lot of people who don't work. We provide it for children, provide it with disabilities. But the people that that make this economy run, the people that make sure the state of Mississippi stays viable are working people, middle-class working people every day who do okay, take care of themselves, not looking for a handout, but they don't make enough money to pay for health care. They don't make enough money to have health care coverage. And and the, the, the other part of that is, and so when those people get sick, they end up going to hospitals 
but we have public hospitals because of a 1968 act for public hospitals cannot turn people away. So those hospitals absorb, uh, uh, absorb that cost. And we could alleviate that extra cost to the state and to our hospitals and protect the idea that some of our smaller rural hospitals can stay open if we provide coverage for people to manage their health care. Not, it's not some giveaway. It's for people who need high blood pressure medicine, diabetic medicine, people who need to, uh, you know, manage different illnesses that they're working through every day and probably give somebody a, a chance to be a viable working person for a few more years that they're more than willing to do. Hmm. That's all this is about. So, uh, and when you have the state economist come out and say, no, this is a good idea. Not only will it not cost the state money, it will make the state money. It creates over 60,000 new jobs, over 9,000 new jobs at $60,000 a year average pay. But more importantly, you provide a plan, a, a program that will take care of and make sure that you have a healthy workforce. And so that's what we want to do. Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair but enough. As, 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 as the lieutenant governor says, please just stop, stop calling it Medicaid. Call it something else. So we're going to call it whatever you want to call it. Expansion. Yeah, he he actually said the same thing you did, the representative. Uh, he he's now describing it as providing health care for working people. That's basically what he said. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. and as opposed yeah. to it, it would just be facilitated through uh, the Medicaid expansion program that was passed as part of the Affordable Care Act, 2010. So, right. all right. So we'll see where right. where that goes. What else is uh, kind of on your list that your caucus is focused on? You well, want to talk to us about? Yeah, well, we have $1.8 billion in, in uh, American Rescue Plan money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, uh, and it didn't start with the Democrats. Uh, President Trump started with the CARES Act. He was very interested in making sure he kept the economy running. He uh, understood that this country is, it, we talk about large corporations, but small businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you were, you were once the owner of a small business that you grew and made happen. And that, that is the backbone of this state. People who are local people who stayed here, create jobs for other people and make this economy run. And so it started with that. And so we have $1.8 billion in, in American Rescue Plan money. And, and what we like to see is that, uh, frontline workers, people who have never stopped working, garbage collectors, grocery store workers, nurses, doctors, policemen, firemen, these people didn't take a day off. They couldn't. We needed them. They're public servants. Mm-hmm. We'd like to see their, that that we do something to enhance their overtime, to make sure that they get paid more, to make sure that they have a, an incentive to stay on the job. That's what this money is for. Uh, you know, death benefits for law enforcement officers. We need to make sure we t- take care of them. These are the people that we applaud, that we pat on the back, that we're thankful for. And we need to show them that uh, they have our support. And this is not a Democrat or Republican issue. This is everybody in, in the legislature supports the idea of doing something uh, for frontline workers, and we're going to make sure that happens. It's not just a Democratic issue. The other issue is that 40% of our cities and towns in the state are small. Uh, when I say small, uh, 2,000 or less. Yeah. You know, it, that's that's the honest truth. And so they, uh, they need help with we always talk about Jackson's water system, but they need help with their water system, their drainage system, their roads and bridges. Well, all the all the things that people talk about that we may waste money on, fixing infrastructure is not a waste. It helps the economy. It helps communities stay viable. And so we want to make sure that happens. Again, 
that is something that we are we're finding common ground on. We're con- we're going to continue to work on it. Yeah, got about a minute left. When when do you think you'll start? I guess meeting and and having uh, serious discussions about how to appropriate that money. Uh, early next week. We'll, okay. we'll begin to have committee meetings about that, and we'll start meeting and talking about it. The speaker and myself and some of the other leadership have already started talking about it, so we'll continue to do that. Okay. Well, it's good to hear that you guys are working together on this. I, I do think this is an area where common ground can be found, uh, and, and there are some parameters and constraints on how that money can be spent and invested, and, yeah, and it's, pretty much, it's pretty much uh, limited to infrastructure, as you described, which is desperately needed in the state. Right. Representative Johnson, thanks right. so much for joining us today, and uh, uh, Happy New Year to you, sir. Good to hear from you. Good to have you on the program. I'm sure I'll see you down at the Capitol here before the session's out. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You, you got have it. Have a great day. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Right. We'll be back here on Midday. Stay with us. the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 51. Tonight, partly cloudy and cold, all the way down to 25. Your finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 49. And for your Saturday, a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 67. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland is now offering monoclonal antibody treatments. Monoclonal antibody therapy offers a way to help reduce and prevent severe symptoms in COVID-positive patients and for those who have been in close contact with someone who has tested positive. Most insurance providers will cover the cost. If you are uninsured, you may be eligible for reimbursement through the federal government. To find out if you are eligible for this treatment option, call Innovative Health Clinic today, 601-944-5580. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no-hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, but when we just come out and say it, it feels like it falls a bit flat. So we're going to use humor. But we don't want to insult your intelligence, so nothing too goofy. And we need to avoid any polarizing topics. 
Oh, and it has to be about how you can save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. You know what? Maybe humor is a bad idea. Yeah, it's never going to work. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Have you ever wondered why eyeglasses cost so much? The eyewear industry has been dominated by a single company that's kept prices artificially high. Yikes. Warby Parker was created to change that. They design and produce their own eyewear and then sell it directly to you for a fraction of the price. Warby Parker's high-quality glasses start at just $95, including your prescription. Try five pairs of frames for free. Go to WarbyParker.com to pick your five frames to try on at home for free. That's WarbyParker.com. So here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. Back with you here on Super Talk Mississippi Middays, Gerard and Rhino in the studio. So on the ceasefire tax line, we appreciate so on the six hundred one. We appreciate Senator Delano for looking after cannabis patients and taking the time to learn about it. The we hashtag we are the seventy four board appreciates his efforts. Also had a. A text from our regular listener, Tim and McGee. Why did my mom have to suffer so bad? I buried her New Year's Eve. Even though I voted against the marijuana, the hospice nurse said it would have made it more peaceful. The people won't forget, in all caps, that all of you did nothing to get a special session. No name, please, on this. And I apologize for that, Tim. I revealed your name. I, I, I do. I'm sorry. I saw that afterwards, and I hope you don't mind that. Please accept my apology for that. I hear you, and, um, you know, it's such a a polarizing issue, and I think a lot of people in this state do support the the use of marijuana for medicinal purposes to alleviate pain. You know, I, I can't imagine that any caring, sensitive person would want someone to be denied anything that could alleviate pain and and make them more comfortable and and, and I mean I I can't imagine that what what would be the objection now how that gets done in in the in the situation with medical marijuana as a a way to do that what that looks like how that gets done and for those that support medicinal use but fear that it evolves into more of a recreational-type program, I, I respect that. I certainly get that. But it seems like we could come up with something that that is satisfactory. I think that's what's being worked on. I, I know my friend, Representative Lee Yancey, he's never stopped working on this since the session ended. I mean, it's... It's amazing. 
the amount of effort. And Senator Blackwell as well. Don't mean to leave him out. I just don't talk to him as much. But this this has continued. The work on this has continued, and it's been significant. Uh, and I do feel like, just just based on kind of some off-the-radar discussions, I do feel like we're getting close and uh, don't uh, have the don't have the the past to disclose anything there but I, I I just say that I, I think we're getting close it, it's just all about what does the program look like how, how does it how does it get established what are all these details you get in there's a gazillion nuances uh, uh, surrounding this this topic and this issue the one thing I will point out to the uh, the caller excuse me the listener that sent us that um, that text. Let's see. The we are the seventy four. The the seventy four is a bit of a misnomer. I know that that figure is tossed around and tossed about as this, you, you typically hear it as being the number of voters that supported uh, medical marijuana in the state. That's actually not true mathematically. And, and we've talked about that before, Rhino, but I, but I wanted to revisit it. It's been a long time. But when you drill into the numbers and you do the math, and I'm not sure that this, and I'm not suggesting this materially changes the debate, but just for clarification purposes, 62% of those who voted in the 2020 election voted in support of a medical marijuana program, not 74 58% voted for Initiative 65. Now, those are still overwhelming majorities in the context of referendums and elections. 74% of those who voted on the measure, which was less than those who voted in the election, 74% voted to establish a medical marijuana program. Just voted, yes, I want a medical marijuana program. That is of a total of 1.19 million who voted on that ballot measure. But here's the thing, 1.3 million ballots were cast. Bottom line is, a little over 100,000 voters in the 2020 election just didn't vote on that measure. And gosh, how many of you out there, how many of you out there um, have talked to people who said it was so dang confusing? I didn't know what to do. I can't tell you the number of people who told me they, they had to get assistance, you know, from, from poll workers there on, on how to deal with that. Because there was two questions. First was, yes or no, you want a medical marijuana program? And then the second question was, um, okay, which one of these measures do you like? 65 or 65A, which was referred to the ballot by the legislature. So this person is sending me all this math. I've already done the math, dude. I appreciate it. I went straight to the Secretary of State's website. 74% of those who voted on the measure voted for Initiative 65. That's different. That's a different figure, and it's a different calculation than 74% of the voters in the election. That's all I'm saying. Now, we may be splitting hairs here because it's still a majority, a significant majority. And and I'm sensitive to that. I'm just pointing out that I think the 74 
is a little uh, misleading. But, uh, you know, just going through the math. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, it just, should that change the trajectory? No, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just calling out, I think, what is kind of a misuse of the number. Nothing more or less there. Speaking of numbers, they just updated the forecast. And yeah. uh, tomorrow morning, if you were in North Mississippi, bundle up. Corinth, the wind chill predicted forecast for tomorrow at 7 a.m., 4 degrees. Gee whiz, that's cold. 5 degrees in Tupelo, 6 degrees in Iuka, New Albany, and Oxford, 8 degrees in Bruce or Houston. That's cold. That's chilly. Um, our friend Bo from Indianola, he sent, did you see that earlier? He he took a photo of his dashboard. I think he's in Michigan, if I'm not mistaken, where it's 12 degrees about 10 o'clock this morning. Yeah, it's cold. What happened to that global warming? That's why they don't call it global warming anymore. They just call it climate, climate change. change. But does that not, again, isn't that the same thing we've been talking about today? Is Oh, well, that doesn't work. Let's change the, change the narrative and change the way we describe it. People are just sick of that. I, I am, for what that's worth. Oh, gosh. Paul Meridian, he weighs in on this medical marijuana issue. Pass the bill the way Tate wants it as far as quantity is concerned. He just has no clue. I can't because I'm drug tested for work, but I know people. What I'm saying is pot is cheap. Tate can't restrict the quantity all he wants. People will get the car to be legal and do what they got to do. They're foolish to think Otherwise, well, I think what's foolish is to, I guess, imply that recreational use of marijuana is not occurring in every corner of the state. Of course it is. Every corner of the country. You agree? I mean, for decades. It's not anything new. So it's not as if, well, gee, if we do this and we pass this, that's going to bring marijuana into Mississippi. That's not true. And and I'm not trying to be obstinate to those who want to make sure we roll this program out uh, in a a relatively safe way. And by safe, I mean that truly does represent a a medical marijuana program. So the way the the bill is presently drafted, you do have to get certification to purchase from a practitioner, and that can be a physician – I believe it must be a physician for uh, the age of 18 to 25 and can be a physician or a nurse practitioner, I believe, or a doctor of optometry for glaucoma and and eye ailments for those who are over the age of 25. That's what authorizes one, certifies one to, to, um, to purchase. And then one goes to a dispensary, as the bill is presently contemplated, and a bud tender dispenses. Uh, Senator Hill, whom I respect deeply, is wants to position and require that pharmacists be positioned in every dispensary, which is certainly something to debate and consider. I don't think that's legal at the federal level. They would lose their licensing. Well, they, that's the problem, is they could still be a pharmacist, and they might not retain their license, but they would still be trained, I guess, as a pharmacist, although my understanding is, from talking to pharmacists, is that they don't really train them on cannabis in no. pharmacy school. And who's going to leave a $150,000 a year job to go work as a in, professional bud tender? In a DEA-regulated pharmacy. Right. right. 
Exactly. We'll take a break here and come back. Stay with us. Middays will return. A Complete Flight Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways it's a madness sale. We're back on the lot. The deals are astounding. Really? Stop the noise. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. It's what they're all about. Come see Steve Owen and the friendly staff and find a quality pre-owned vehicle with financing available and a warranty. Pinnacle Motors on the corner of Highway 471 and Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. This is Beth with the range by Jimmy Primo's here in Gladstone. My dad Jimmy is off hunting again, so I decided to start 2022 by extending the 20% discount on our annual memberships and 15 to 20% off on our firearm classes, including our firearm simulator that is great for friends and family wanting to try their skills at real-life home defense scenarios or good old firearm competition. Come see us soon. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Following the highest single-day total of cases the state has seen since the onset of the pandemic, Governor Tate Reeves acknowledged the rising case numbers but says he won't resort to any statewide mandates. This is what he told Scott Simmons of WAPT. We're not going to have any mandates. We're not going to have any requirements forced on you by the state. The U.S. Supreme Court will take up challenges to President Biden's vaccine mandates on health care 
care workers and private businesses that employ a 100 or more workers tomorrow. Governor Tate Reeves is hoping the justices will issue a stay and ultimately strike down those mandates. Emergency room volume at South Central Regional Medical Center has gone up almost 100% over the past few days. They've opened a walk-in testing site. It's open seven days a week from 8 to 4, no appointment necessary. The Hattiesburg Clinic offers testing at over 30 sites across the area. I'm Kelly Bennett. Hey there, it's Jake Mangum. I love baseball, Mississippi, and Farm Bureau insurance. Throughout my college career, both Mississippi and Farm Bureau supported me immensely. It's no surprise to me that Farm Bureau continues to serve the Mississippi area with the same love they both showed me throughout college. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services in Hattiesburg is one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses. Pine Grove provides the highest quality mental health care for children, adolescents, and adults. Pine Grove also features several specialty addiction treatment programs for men and women. Additionally, Pine Grove specializes in the treatment of licensed professionals. Please call 1-888-574-HOPE for more information and visit pinegrovetreatment.com. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. Ah, yes, a little Indiana Jones. Those were great movies. They were just well, great. the first three were. Yeah. Great. Fourth one kind of got off the rails. Yeah. It it didn't fit, did it? it, it Not wasn't, at all. Yeah, it wasn't consistent with the other ones. The first one, uh, what was it called? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right? Wasn't that the first one? I believe so, because Temple of Doom was the second one to come out, but chronologically it happened before Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's right. Yeah, kind of went back in time, told the story of how it got to that point. Then you had The Last Crusade with Sean Connery playing his dad. That's right. That was good. That was great casting, great concept, I thought. We named the dog Indiana. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's pretty good there. I like it. Raiders... uh, came out in early 80s, was it not? 81, 82, something like that? 80? 1981. 81, okay. So my point of reference, I actually saw that at a movie theater in Bellevue, Washington. I know that sounds weird. I was at a two-week school. Hewlett-Packard had just introduced... Their HP 3000 line of mini computers. You got to remember, this is pre PCs and all that stuff. And I went to school for two weeks, 
uh, to learn the environment, the operating system. It's crazy that I can even remember this. I don't know if it's good or bad. It was called MPE, the Multiprocessing Executive. And I uh, spent two weeks out there, and I got to be friends with another student, about 10 of us in the class, and another student that was from Colorado. And he said, hey, you want to go to the movie tonight? I said, sure, what's on? He said, yeah, there's this new flick called Raiders of the Lost Ark. Sure, I didn't know anything about it, and that's pretty pretty cool. I want to see that. But nonetheless, we digress a little bit, which you got to do sometimes and have a little fun. We appreciate everybody indulging us. On Apparently, the, s- the HP 3000 was the first computer in the White House. Wow, didn't know that. The Carter administration used it. Okay. In- interesting. So the project that uh, I worked on at HP 3000 was for the state of Louisiana teachers, school lunch, and school employees' retirement system. It was the first automated retirement system of any extent in the country. Retirement systems were manual, except for the check processing, which was pretty repetitive, and most of that was done by service bureaus. But the the maintenance of contributions and all the active information, active um, members of the retirement system, a worker, if you will. And in Louisiana, they actually have four different, they did at the time, four different public retirement systems. They had public employees, and then school, lunch employees, teachers, and school employees. So school lunch workers had their own fund, um, janitors and and custodians and so forth, they had their own fund, and then you had the the uh, teachers who had their own fund, and then everybody else in state government. So we worked on the the triad of educational. We built those up, and then that became the model for for PERS, their PERS. And then they said, okay, Gerard, now that you know that stuff after two and a half years, we got you in California and Oregon and Wisconsin, and I was triangulating on an airplane for – couple of years and said, I don't think I'm going to do this the rest of my life. Oh, come on, you're going to see every state capital doing this for about 20 <laughs> years. And I said, I, I don't think so. And that's when I left the firm. But anyhow. Apparently, the Carter administration was the only presidential administration to have a computer in the Oval Office. Wow. When Reagan took over, he got rid of it, and no computer has been in the Oval Office since. <laughs> Didn't know that. They, they use the computer in their private office, but not in the Oval Office. Okay. How about that? You think Joe uses one? <laughs> You're having to think about it. If he can figure out how to turn it on. Okay. <laughs> Certainly Kamala can help him with that. i got to get to this. You know, this is another example of the rules for thee and not for me. Eric Swalwell, you remember him. He who had an affair with a Chinese spy. Fang Fang. Yeah, exactly. Well, Eric Swalwell... So it's just so typical, so predictable. He, he of course, is one who has pushed hard for vaccine mandates and mask mandates and all the onerous restrictions you could possibly dream of. This guy's on board. And he, he was interviewed a couple of days ago on MSNBC, and he said, this is it, says Swalwell. 
He goes on to warn, 2022 could be the last election if the GOP wins majority. I'm worried that if Republicans win in the midterm elections, that voting in this country as we know it will be gone. It's the end of democracy. You see what I mean? You see how that hyperbole, that just nutty assertion, it just loses any credibility when you say stupid crap like that. It's... Republicans are already putting as many barriers to the ballot box as possible. Really? Are they? Can you can you just show me one person that says, I couldn't vote, just was unable to? Too many barriers. Or was it just because you didn't want to comply with the very simple requirements? Someone on here did say early on, that I just made the comment that I, I, I wasn't familiar with any employers that wouldn't accommodate their employees if necessary to go vote. And someone said, I know employers that absolutely won't let them off. But then the question is, are there any states where polls are not open before the typical working day starts and are open uh, until a time after the typical day ends? It's usually 7 to 7. Yeah, or is there anybody that's working 12 hours? I'm not saying they're not. Maybe there are. But um, they, they have the, a work schedule that is just set up like that. Certainly possible. But are we, are we talking about millions, tens of millions of people here? And is there no way? Are you telling me you couldn't go even in the state of Mississippi where you have to have an excuse to vote? Could you not go to almost any, if not every, county in this state and say, I need to vote absentee because my employer simply will not let me off on, and I work 12 hours on election day. Well, it's federally mandated if you work over eight, you get a 30-minute lunch and two 15-minute breaks. Couldn't you do it then? I, I'm I guess just, it depends on your precinct, but yeah. I'm not buying that employers would say, nope, absolutely not, not going to let you do that. Y- you know... There are lawyers out there that would love that one. I'm not sure they would have a case, but they would certainly get a lot of sympathy, and you'd have the media pouncing on it, making the biggest of deals of it. It's the end of democracy! So stop with the hyperbole here, Swalwell. You're you're terrible. You're an embarrassment to this country. I'm being nice when I say that. I didn't say what I wanted to say. Between Fang Fang and Fartgate, yeah, he's had a hard day. <laughs> That's right. Forgot about that. Fartgate. Oh, why'd you have to conjure that one up? Well, while we're being silly and goofy, I did see a headline from North Korea that definitely made me laugh. What's that? The state-run media in North Korea has put out a, a, a presser talking about the new hit thing in food, in culinary North Korean cuisine, whatever you want to do it. Wheat wraps. Apparently, the late Kim Jong-il invented the burrito, and his son, Kim Jong-un, has taken a liking to them as a way to save supplies in a starving country. You don't need any burritos. (laughs) Oh, gosh. That's crazy. Crazy. Thank you for sharing that bit of trivia, though. DJ and Summit says on the ceasefire tax line, on the subject of the good and bad of some meds, something we talked about yesterday, we had some dissension on that position. 
I knew of an old-timer who would drink Dr. Tishner's just for the alcohol content. That's, there's been stories about that. I mean, people, like, dying from taking, right, ingesting, consuming too much Dr. Tishner's or... Or, or antis- other mouthwashers, yeah. Yeah, that have, have some sort of uh, alcohol in, in it. Yeah, I, I hear you, DJs. Um, this may already have been discussed, DJ goes on to say, but will the patient smoke the marijuana or take it in pill form or eat brownies? If they smoke it, will they be allowed to smoke their medicine anywhere, say in a restaurant? No, I think that's fairly well restricted. But, Ronnie, you, you talked about this yesterday. There's... I mean, evidence that shows that ingesting it in, in, by smoking is more effective and certainly acts faster. Is that true? Than yeah, that's about form? the fastest way to get the uh, the chemical in your body and get the effect of the chemical is to smoke it. Again, and the the goal is to is to treat some medical condition such as pain. So I think it's reasonable you'd want to do that as quickly as possible. I think that's. I don't know. It makes sense to me. I, I hear you, though. I know a lot of people object to that. Well, the the flip side of that is ingesting it in something like an edible would take longer for it to hit you, but it would last longer as well. Yeah, makes sense. Final segment on Middays right after this break. Stay with us. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Has this ever happened to you? My friend was telling me about his new pair of headphones, so I looked him up online. Now, everywhere I go is a creepy ad for those headphones I looked at one time. I hate that feeling like I'm being watched. I got DuckDuckGo and saw a difference right away. With one download, you can search and browse privately, avoiding trackers all for free. It's that simple. Take back your privacy online with DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from iCar and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer, family-owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No Drip Roofing and Construction. 601-371-1051. 
Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many solutions. Play the newly renovated Dancing Rabbit. Golf Magazine's the Augusta you can play. In the rolling hills of Mississippi, it's one of the Southeast's most awarded destinations. Dancing Rabbit boasts two critically acclaimed par 72 courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. With great stay and play packages starting at just $143, Dancing Rabbit will quickly become your home away from home. Only at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, a Pearl River Resort destination, Choctaw, Mississippi. Visit DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your tea time. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live. On Super Talk Mississippi. I'd gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> oh, jeez. Has there ever been a better campaign to get kids to eat spinach? No, ever. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, lots of folks have, have replied, or I should say have sent us messages about this this absentee voting situation, if you can't get off and you got to work on Election Day, 7 to 7. And, okay, and I appreciate that, because we just said, well, certainly that would qualify for absentee voting. King Biscuit, Moe's, uh, a couple of others also weighed in and said, yeah, that's just definitely uh, a valid uh, excuse, as they call it, for voting absentee. I, so the whole point here is I'm searching for what about the present voting laws in Mississippi and those that have recently updated their their voting uh, procedures and processes and, and uh, rules. Georgia, Arizona, Texas, those seem to be the ones that the Democrats always attack. 
What about them specifically targets and denies and prohibits black people from voting? Because that's what they're telling us. It would be a lot more effective, their argument, if they would bring forward some black voters who said, I tried to vote and I couldn't, and this is what happened. Rather than ju- them just speaking from this this point of elitist, uh, sanctimonious virtue, I care about you more than they do, I, it or it just looks like it's an affront. It's cover for something more nefarious. Why do we have to have what? What's so special about you? You can register on that day. How does that necessary specifically so that the minority voters in this country can vote? They're just not making, they're not prosecuting their case very effectively, in my opinion. One other thing I got to circle back to is I never got to the point about Eric Swalwell being in that rules for thee but not for me category. He was seen over the weekend, I believe, down in Florida. They always go to Florida, one of the most free states in the country. He's down there without a mask on after absolutely scolding and demanding everyone else wear 14 masks and, you know, and be vaccinated to the hilt and so forth. He's down there yucking it up. Again, you would have a better chance prosecuting your case if you would adhere to your own demands. As soon as you do that, all credibility out the window, as far as I'm concerned. Your argument, done. Over. Toast. This guy. Speaking of masks, I saw a memo. I'm not going to name the company because I don't know the name of the company. If I knew the name, I would definitely shame them. But this is a memo sent out in an email about Zoom meeting protocol. Oh, gosh. Team. I am writing you all today to inform you of a new protocol for our staff Zoom meetings. Moving forward, everyone will be required to wear a mask during our meetings. (laughs) One of our team members has a fear of unmasked people. (laughs) And I want to make sure everyone feels safe and comfortable. This requirement is effective immediately. Best, Ashley. Man, we we are... A fear of unmasked people through the computer screen. We're off the rails. And why are we accommodating one person? One person. Okay, well, just dial in and don't do the video. How about that? That'll work. Or just cut out a whole bunch of little masks out of paper and mail them to them so they can tape them on their screen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it, it just it brings me back to the famous quote in one of the Star Trek movies, right? The, when it was Mr. Spock, the needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's what they're saying here. Uh, Paul and Hernando pointed out that Molly Hemingway had an analysis of the last election. She did, and she's been talking about that. She wrote this a couple of months ago, I think. I read it. It's excellent. And I think it's right on point. She, she's been interviewed and, and discussing it somewhat, given the day being at 1-6 here the last couple of days. Appreciate that, Paul. Yeah, I agree. It was excellent analysis. Governor DeSantis told them he was glad Florida could be a refuge for them. It is crazy. Think about the two most left-wing, radical, wacko members 
of the House of Representatives up there in Washington, that being AOC and Swalwell, and they head to Florida and yuck it up. Wait, wait, wait. Be careful. You can't criticize AOC. She'll think you want to date her. (laughs) Well, she's sadly mistaken. I hate to tell her that. Folks, we thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed the show. And Rhino and I will be back in the studios again tomorrow, rounding out the week. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone. Courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.